Falling program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I dot com. Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. Is this thing on? This thing is on. Oh, it's on? You can hear me? Yeah. Woo! We are high tech here at GleeCast 3.2.4. something something. 3.4. Well, 3.4, but I feel like we need, you know, it's technically the second part of the first season because there was a hiatus. It was a short hiatus, though. It wasn't like part one, part two hiatus. It was a short hiatus. It was just for a stupid baseball. A lot baseball. has changed, Erica. A lot has changed. The Cardinals are now World Series champions. Well, that is a change. <clears throat> that is a change. Uh, happy belated Halloween to our listeners. I believe we wish everybody a happy Halloween before we left. I think we did. Okay, but if we didn't, um, we hope you had a wonderful Halloween. Yes, we did. Indeed, we did. Uh, what did you do for Halloween? Um, well, the Saturday before we got dressed up and went out to the bar and then on actual Halloween day, Michael and I actually saw Conan O'Brien in New York City, which was fabulous. And then we met up with you and uh, yeah. walked, walked around a little bit. Um, I noticed how you, uh, did not, you, you had did something on Saturday, but you didn't say you did that on Monday. What was that? Get dressed up. You can get dressed up on Monday for Halloween, did Jerrica? Did you? No, but did people have to understand that we were going to be walking around the city all day, and That's it so was hard. unseasonably cold this past weekend in New York. That's what stockings were invented for. Oh yeah, stockings do so much for bare legs. That's why layers were invented, or thermals that were invented. I, I my, don't want to get into this. My costume does not lend itself to thermals. Oh, now now we're just now we're just not being fancy, and I don't deal with that. Okay, so let's talk about Glee then. We could do that. Uh, for a few things today, we're going to be talking about episode three point four, which was Potch Ogold. Um, what? I said it was. It was. It was. I just heard. Sorry. Like, what, what was there? Was there a snake? I didn't know about. Um, a few quick things just to say. Um, uh, do we want to talk about the Glee backstage rumors now? Sure. Um, uh, a few cast members are returning to Glee. Yes. Uh, Cord Overstreet, still he of the really stupid name. Uh, but Sam is apparently coming back to McKinley. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we don't need him. I mean, I guess they need him just to get enough members. <laughs> well, because kids keep leaving Glee Club and yeah, left and right, blowing them Jeez. out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't know, I'm happy. I like the character of Sam. I think he never quite got his due. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious what they'll do when they bring him back. But he is coming back, I think, in December, I want to say, is what word on the street is. And okay. somebody else is coming back. Who? Uh, that would be the rumored boyfriend of Zachary Quinto, Jesse St. James. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Jonathan Groff is supposedly coming back. We have no idea why or... Uh, if at any point his character is going to have any resolution. Um, but we'll see. I like him, though. I'm fine with him coming back. I am, too. I mean, I always like watching him perform. I love, I think he has great, you know, chemistry with Leia Michelle and with others. So we shall see. We shall see. 
Huzzah. We should explain that that banging in the background is Emily's landlord. Oh, damn. You can hear my banging. Okay. Yeah, we can hear you banging. All right. I'm trying to turn the microphone because I have a microphone now. Thanks, Fozzie Bear. <laughs> uh, I'm turning it the other way, seeing if that will help at all. But yeah, um, as anybody who has ever um, spent time in the shower of my bathroom knows, uh, it kind of leaks a little bit. And it turns out it leaks a lot, so much so that it affects what's underneath me. Um, and that is being dealt with right now on this lovely autumn sunday afternoon so so that's what that noise is <laughs> that's what the banging is yes it's not like mookie walking around he hasn't gotten that fat yet thank you <laughs> um okay all right so, let's delve in sure thing okay this episode written by ali adler who um has been a writer for a lot of other shows and stuff um directed by adam shankman who i'm sure we'll get to oh pot of gold Top of the morning to you, McKinley High, a.k.a. the new home to Rory Flanagan, part-time leprechaun to Brittany, full-time lonely boy, and new shining light of hope to the New Directions, who now lack a few more members that have renegated over to Shelby Corcoran's group. Santana for solos, Brittany for official, kind of girlfriend status with Santana, also because the leprechaun told her to. Uh, it doesn't help that Finn called her an idiot, since the arrival of Blaine has led to his own case of the meanies, although he does see the Irish light soon enough to invite Rory in for a solo. Elsewhere in Lima, Sue's campaign targets West Side Story for being not good and being expensive. So much so that she gets parents to protest. Thankfully, there's the chosen one that is Bert Hummel, who not only saves the budget, but also throws his own John Deere hat into the Senate race, running with the platform that the arts are our friends. This kind has nothing to do with the saga of Beth Corcoran, whose mum Shelby is being framed by Quinn as a bad parent, although Puck's good heart slash Cooper-filled libido may protect everyone's favorite rival school choir teacher yet. Also, there was cat poop candy bars, and really, what else would you want to miss on Clean? Oh, also, excuse my voice if I sound scary. That would be my sore throat slash cold, uh, which alternately makes me sound like a five-year-old boy or a 98-year-old smoker. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so where do we want to start? Uh, good question. Do we start with the kids or the adults or the kid adult? Um, let's start with the kid adult. <laughs> the kid adult. All right. The kid adult relationship in question, of course, would be Puck, Quinn, and Shelby. Yes. So, uh, Quinn's, um, now planning on framing Shelby as an unfit mother to get her daughter back. Yes. Uh, to which, uh, Puck, who is starting to, you know, kind of grow closer to Shelby, uh, is not so keen on this. And Shelby and just kind of has an idea. And of he's, course, Beth. Yeah. He's growing, you know. Big Daddy's here. He's growing closer to Beth. He, you know, appreciates his daughter and is excited to spend time with her and sing to her. And it's just an added plus that the woman who adopted uh, her is kind, yeah, kind of hot and a cougar. Yep. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm just tired of Quinn trying to get her way all the time. I don't know. I mean, on one hand, they're making her so evil. However, um, and I have a feeling like Wayne would probably agree with this. I think. Deanna of Aragon sells it well enough yeah. where her scene where, cause earlier when she's just plotting and being crazy, you're kind of like, Oh, back off girl. But then in the scene where she kind of says to Pac, like Beth is my one perfect thing. She is the one thing I can't mess up and anything else I've done or will do or will not do in my life. I don't care because she is there and I made her and I want that back. And I, I, I think she sold that, and I, I believed it at that point, and I saw her side of it. I don't agree with it, of course, but I did see where she was coming from finally. I guess. I don't know. Now, I think I'm just bored by this storyline. Yeah. I mean, Quinn needs to graduate. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. 
Uh, now, Puck and Shelby. That's interesting. I think so, too. I mean, I'm mildly worried of the implications of it and sort yes. of, you know, like, are we going to have a scene where in two weeks uh, social services does show up at the apartment right when Puck is, you know, cleaning Shelby's pool, if you know what I mean? Um, is that going to happen? I don't want it to happen. But I don't think they would go that far. I don't think they would. And, you know, I mean, if they even if they did, if they could do it right, which maybe now with the writing staff, they could. Perhaps. Uh, maybe. Maybe. It's uh, it's not icky because Mark Sailing is like 35 years old. So. Yeah, exactly. He's so old anyway. It doesn't matter. Exactly. And Puck has probably been left back a few times now, too. So I imagine that. He's probably a little older than 17 or 18. Yeah. So still, I think I think the storyline is actually shaping up much better than I had feared it would. Okay, I can accept that. Okay. Um, who should we move on to? You want to move on to the Sue Burt stuff? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So Sue is still running for Senate um, and gets Finn to cut the budget for West Side Story. Uh, but, of course, there's Burt Hummel to the rescue. Now, of course, we, we kind of knew this was going to happen. I think they kind of hinted at it. Yeah. Right? Yep. They didn't hint the hint at the fact that Matthew Morrison wasn't going to have to convince him to do it, which was just, which was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. He had like. already made the decision to do it when when uh, Will showed up to be like, "Hey, you should do this." Which yeah. I liked. I like that, and I really liked. Um, I I like seeing the family together because yeah. I think a problem with a lot of these kinds of teen shows is. There's a, I mean, think of any teen show ever and no character ever actually has siblings. And that's something that's always bothered me. Like, and 90210 is an example and everything. It's always really like, unless the siblings are the characters, like they're mm-hmm. twins or something, there's never like, you know, most families, at least growing up now, are two kids or more or so on. And so it's always, you know, you never really see the full dynamic. And I like the, just the dinner scene at Breadsticks where it was the four of them. And the question of, like, how is this going to affect the kids? And, you know, well, Kurt, for Kurt, it's fine, but it's going to affect, you know, Kurt's concerned about Bert's health, which I like. And yeah. for Finn, it's a matter of, like, okay, but now you guys aren't going to be here. Are we still going to be in Lima? Is, am I going to run the tire shop? All those questions. I, I really like that Glee addressed it. It opened the yeah. universe a little more to me, I thought. It did. And I like that Finn, they kind of offered the tire shop to Finn, and he was kind of like, oh, yeah, like, I could do yeah, that. Yeah, you saw his face light up a little bit. Yeah. It was and I mean, a I, yeah. feel good type of moment. And I know a lot of people have had problems with Finn this season, justifiably. Um, but I, I like that maybe they are finding a place for him in the you, sense of like, it's his character is finding maybe what he does want to do with his life. Yeah, but he was a little bit of a creep this episode. He was like just constantly in the back of people's conversations, listening to what they were saying. And you would think they would notice because wouldn't they be like, where did the sun go? Oh, it's that six... <laughs> a of wood standing behind me blocking my view yeah. right he just kind of kept appearing behind people and it, it was like the character if you ever watch police squad or um naked gun but it was more a police squad but i think they did it in the naked the first naked gun movie there was the character um who was supposed to just he was a cop but he was always just like out of frame because he was probably like eight foot tall and you just always saw like his like chest from his chest down that's kind of what finn reminded me of this episode <laughs> um so yeah things are hopeful for Lima's congressman. I guess it's Congress, right? That's what they're running for. Uh, sure. I don't really. I never. I don't really understand how the government works. As far yeah. as congressman goes, like there's state congressmen, and then there's 
congressman, and I don't quite understand what the difference is. I, yeah, I don't know, but I think that's what he was... I, that made noise. I don't think you guys could hear it, though. Um, that was a loud noise in my headphones. Uh, I was <laughs> Are you sure to... it wasn't just in your head, Erica? Yeah, it might have just been in my head. I'm not positive. But um, I am not. But I think that's what they said was Congress. I, but I don't know. But Congress could be representatives or Senate. Yeah. And I mean, I guess representatives is more believable just because Senate is a much, you know, a bigger race. Uh, so let's say he's running for the House of Representatives. Okay. Let's but... say that. Yay, I don't remember where I was going initially with what I was saying, so. Okay, well, the other thing I wanted to point out was Sue's kind of um, switch, where she yeah. realizes, uh, okay, you're right, maybe maybe the money shouldn't be spent on athletics. It should be spent on special ed. Does McKinley High not have special ed, really? Apparently not. I mean, in theory, they only have one special ed student that we're aware of. No, 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 they have one special ed in the sense of a student with Down syndrome. Brittany right. would be special ed. Puck would probably be special ed. Oh. You know, there's, I mean, special ed, there's a lot of different, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure other, maybe some of our listeners are more familiar with it than, than us, but I know for me going to school, there was different kind of classes of it. I know in elementary school, there was kind of special ed where it was just, you needed kind of remedial classes. You maybe needed things a little slower, everything like that. And then you had, kind of another special ed where it was kids more with like family problems or maybe in some cases, probably mental problems. Um, and then at least in elementary school, I know there was kind of a separate class of down syndrome or probably serious physical learning disabilities. I don't know what it is now. I don't know if that depends on the school. I know they do a much more integrated special education now where you can, um, instead of, you know, being in completely separate classes, you might be in the same class, but there's an extra teacher who kind of takes a couple of the students and, like, explains things separately to them. Mm -hmm. So I really don't know what it's like in general now. But for a school not to have any of that is, yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah. But, yeah, it does kind of put the viewer between a rock and a hard <laughs> place because yeah. it's like, well, you want Bert to win because he's great. But now Sue does actually have, like... Yeah. A valid platform. Right. Yeah. And that, that is a, a very valid platform. So it will be interesting. And I, I really hope that it is, does keep us kind of, kind of going back and forth. I, I think that could be actually very challenging and interesting for the show to do. And I'm glad it kind of developed its own storyline so that we're not perpetually Sue against the Glee Club. It is still right. Sue against the Glee Club, but now we have Sue against Bert and we have Glee Club against Glee Club. Yeah. Which yeah. makes for, you know, a much better season of things going on. I think that's a good point. And as long as they can keep it in check and keep it from getting so chaotic that they just have to drop things, which kind of happened last year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, and again, I think we've seen this season, we've seen the show actively build stories and juggle them more than one at a time. Yeah. And I think they're doing a great job of that so far. And if they keep doing that, I will be very happy. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So now the last storyline, uh, we were introduced to, Danny Boy Eyebrows, a.k.a. Dave, Damian McGinty, a.k.a. Rory Flanagan. I yes. thought his name was Roy the whole time. I couldn't actually tell. You thought his name was what the whole time? Roy. Roy? No, Roy. Rory. I didn't hear Rory. Rory. And Rory, Rory is a very hard word to say. Yeah, it is. I don't like the name Rory. Sorry, if your name is Rory, it's not. A oh, God. I'm just saying it's a little difficult. And I, it, You know, it's a week before Horror <laughs> Hound, too. We're going to go to Horror Hound oh. in a week now, and we're going to meet someone named Rory. Uh -huh. Way it's to go. Happen. It's going to happen. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. I just mean 
it's it's like names with a lot of S's still challenge me a little bit. Um, it's it's just that your name challenges me. That's all. Challenge is good, right? Yay either, challenge. Either that or we're going to get there and find out that Troy's middle name is Rory. <laughs> yes, it probably is. <laughs> we love you, Troy. Troy. Um, so, okay. So Rory is the new student. I really liked how they just kind of threw him in there as if we at first were supposed to know who he was and then kind of... It, it led to a really great moment where Finn says, so who are you? <laughs> I like that. I like that it, you know, it kind of gave you something if you watched the Glee Project because you saw him and you instantly knew who he was. Right. But if you didn't, it's like based on at least our interactions on Twitter with people who did not watch the Glee Project, um, I think people kind of responded to him right away. Yeah. I'm very curious. I'm very curious to know how I would feel if I had not watched the Glee yeah. Project. Yeah. So listeners, if you have not watched the Lee Project, please tell us what you think of the way they kind of brought in this character. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like it. Maybe he is something that only Brittany can see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a minute or two. Right. All right. I, I think they had they had a lot of fun with it. And now, again, if you watch the Lee Project, you know, like as soon as Ian Brennan kind of saw Damien perform and talk, he, he like he turned to Ryan Murphy. He's like, oh, we have to have him the show because. And he can be a romantic match for Britney, but you'll never understand what he's saying. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, it was a little bit less of a surprise for us to see that, oh, wow, that's actually what they did. Mm -hmm. uh, but, of course, it was handled well because, you know, Heather Morris can sell it really well. Yep. Uh, and I think, I mean, we'll get to the songs a little bit, but I would say the the thing I kept saying about Damien on the Glee Project was I thought he was really likable and I totally could see why they kept pushing him through, even when he wasn't as good, I think, a musical performer as some of the other kids up there. Because he just, you looked at him, and as soon as he opened his mouth, you kind of were charmed by him. He's really yeah. cute. He has, like, this this face that, like, you really do just kind of want to, like, put him under your arm and, like, give him nuggies or something. Um, and I did feel like that totally came across in the show, that, yeah, he can he can handle himself on the show. And I think they've they found a good place for him. I agree. I think he needs a little more... Um a little more acting coaching just just in his yeah. speech cuz he's <laughs> he's like a little mumbly you can't always especially with the accent on top of it sure. you can't always understand exactly what he's saying but i think he did a good job for you know winning some random show right for never having to act on the actual show yeah. one in order to get an acting job exactly right about that um, which i feel like we'll see when um the next Glee project winner comes on there we'll see how he handles the actual acting yeah, I'm. I'm very curious. <laughs> Do we know when he's showing up? No idea. I'm very curious to see. Yeah, that. there hasn't been any rumors about it being anytime soon, so I don't know. Uh, All right. Anyway. So now, with um, him being the leprechaun, we had Santana and Brittany more as a a couple, but not quite this episode. Yeah. Um. I mean, they cut. Well, they basically addressed it, which was which was nice. Um. Because well, you. They, yeah. You thought it was going to be another one of those things from last season that they never got back to. Right. But, you know, Santana, Brittany, <laughs> Brittany addressed it directly. She said, He's like, remember in that season that nobody talks about anymore yeah. because it's so bad. When I said, if I was however, with anyone, when she said that and Santana's like, hold my hand. And then she's like, but put a napkin over it. So I don't know. I think she's still nervous. I mean, she saw how Kurt got treated, you know, in the lost season. Right, right. So I think she's definitely still nervous. Like, that's still an issue. But. But I'm glad they addressed it and, you know, they're 
basically together now. Right, right. And now they're together in um, Shelby Corcoran's group. Yes. The Trouble Tones. The Trouble oh, Tones. Yeah, it's a bad name. Let's call them Free Beer. <laughs> we shall call them Free we'll Beer. We'll call them Free Beer. Great group. Bad name. So Free Beer now um, is very girl-powered. Yes. Um, although they had... Well, we could talk about that during the songs, but they had three other random members. That yeah, we'll get to that in the song. <laughs> we will get to that. Okay. Um, so do we have anything else to say regarding, so now I guess Damien is a part of Glee Club. Damien, whatever his fucking name is going to be on the show, I don't know. Rory. For, right. Eyebrows is now part of the Glee Club. Um, and I guess that's it plot-wise, right? Yeah, I, I felt like it was a plot-heavy episode, but I, we got through that really fast. Yeah, because you know what I, the, I think... Maybe, I don't know if this is why it felt like a plot episode or what, but it was not our previous main characters as having any stories this week. Yeah, I guess. There was no, no real Kurt, no real no Rachel. Real Rachel. Uh, and that, you know, and, and yet Mercedes. it held up fine story-wise. I don't think this was the greatest episode. I think this was a very strong episode. and But I think story-wise, I really liked it because I liked, you know, they're, they're putting a lot out there. And it, it doesn't owe all, it's not all relying on any one person, which I like. Agreed. All right. Um, songs. Let's talk about the songs. Let's talk about the songs. <clears throat> you know, Erica, it's not easy being green. It's not. It's also not easy when the name of the song is just called Being Green. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> it's not called It's Not Easy Being Green. It's called Being Green, which I was very surprised that I had to go I and look it up. I did not know that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And it's sung by one Mr. Kermit the Frog. Is the one and only Kermit. Where and also when I looked it up, it said Sesame Street. So I guess the first time he sang it was on Sesame Street. That's possible. I'm not positive, um, but that could be right. I do not know. Well, anyway, that's of course what uh, our Damien sang. Um, I thought it was really funny they dressed him in green the entire episode, and I wonder if that was in part just. Date, to make like, the song click? No, or I mean, if it was like Rory's character being like, "Well, she thinks I'm in a leprechaun, so I'm gonna." I'm curious to see if he's still in green next week. Right. Oh, we'll see. Good like, point. was his character dressing in green, or were they dressing him in green because he's Irish? Right. Good like, questions. I'm I'm interested to find that out. Good point. I look forward to finding out. Um, but it was very cute. It was cute. My my thing about Damien, and I said this during the Lee project. Like I said, I really like him as an uh, not as an actor, but as kind of a a presence, I guess. Um, I'm not, a, and I'm gonna, I don't know if I'll get shit for this because I know other people seem to really like him. I don't really like his singing. It's really he, the thing is, he has this like very quiet little like Irishy voice, and he's very kind of skinny. And but when he opens his mouth and sings, I, I don't know. It's like I don't have any feel for his voice. It's very, it's much deeper than you expect it to be for him. It's much different than his talking voices. Yeah, and it, it always, and because, of course, you know, with Glee, obviously, you have it being lip-sunk anyway, so it never really, for the ones that especially are less experienced with it, it never quite looks like they're actually singing anyway. Mm-hmm. But in this case in particular, like, it it always feels like it is somebody else living in his body singing, <laughs> but not in a good way where it's like um, Sunshine Corazon, where it's, you know, it's just, oh, she's so tiny, you would never expect her to have this big, giant voice. With him, it's like, Oh, that's he sounds like what he sings. I don't know. I, that's just me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but I I don't click with his singing voice. I, I mean, maybe it's just he hasn't sung the right song for me. It's, but I, even all through the Glee Project, nothing worked for me. Emily, you're just being racist. It's because he hasn't sung you two yet, isn't it? Possibly. <laughs> 
Possibly. Or because I hate those that are green. Possibly. Possibly as well. So yeah, for my for one of not my favorite songs, because I mean Rainbow Connection is my favorite song. Yes. Um, but for a song I like a whole lot, I I don't know. It was cute, but it Damien has a lot to prove to me vocally. Okay. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very cute. It made me laugh that that's what they had him sing. Yeah. Um, so the next song? Um, did I get the title right? Yeah. Yay! Okay, so it was last Friday night. I don't know who sings it. Somebody. Katy Perry. Katy Perry, of course. Right. Um, yeah, what's her name? Who, who is that? Yeah, no, okay. I just don't know. Who's She's that? the one married to Russell I Brand. I know who she is. I'm oh, just okay. saying. I don't know. Um, um, and this was, was, of course, Blaine being like, we can't hey guys, work against each other. Let's be friends. Let's have fun. Because Blaine is perfect. He is. And it, this song was adorable. It was. I loved um, it a lot. It felt a little bit to me like, hey, guys, we haven't done a like pop hit in a while, and we should start selling singles again. Because I know that's been a criticism of some about Glee this season, is that the music hasn't been as kind of top 40. But it was fine. I liked it. It was good. It was cute. I I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that point because i think it i think it fit the storyline i don't think it was like shoehorned in or anything right. no, it was no. you know blaine saying like okay like we have to have fun and not turn against each other and we're gonna do it with this really fun song that gets everybody except for santana involved right well because santana at this point had had the seed planted of right so those do i and at that point and i thought that actually played well because even though as soon as it ended when you could argue, like, she had no reason to get up and say, oh, so now it's the Blaine show, huh? But at the same time, like, when you when when you start to feel jealous about something and somebody cause, and somebody plants that seed in you, then you just, you do see everything is working against you. And, mm-hmm. and I believe that she would see this performance as further proof of her not getting a solo at regionals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next song, Puck sing something sweet to Beth. I don't know what it was. Um, I have no memory of the song. I just know he played the guitar and she went to bed. It's, I've been waiting for a girl, for a girl like, like you. Um, yeah. And it's by Foreigner. Oh, nice. I like Foreigner. <laughs> uh, it, it was very sweet. He's However, sweet. I will say, Cold as Ice, not as good a karaoke song as you think. Because oh. it's verse over and over again. I know. I've played it in the car before to be like, I should karaoke this. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, no. like, oh, wait, there's only one verse that's different from the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much like, uh, don't you oh, want don't baby? Don't you want baby? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not the best karaoke song. No, we, we were totally surprised by that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was Foreigner. Um, it was very sweet. It was sweet. I mean, we've seen Puck do similar things. Um, mm-hmm. That's fine. It's cute. Sweet. Yeah. I was just glad. I'm I'm glad they didn't do it in the scene with Quinn because then it would have been just like the other scene they did yeah. in season one. So right, I agree. Okay. All right, and the last song um, was probably my. F- oh no, you've two- there's two more songs. Did I skip one? Yeah. Oh, you're right. I did. No, I didn't skip one. It's just after that. Um, um this was probably my favorite song in a long time. Yeah. Um, and I really dug it. It was Candyman by Christina Aguilera. Um. Uh, it was, you know, the girls are in costume. They're, they all look good. They're, it's choreographed dancing. It's different voice. It's, you know, what the reason I was excited for this actual Glee Club to happen was because I really like hearing different voices together in this kind of way, where you have like, you know, a, a couple of different female voices singing or a couple of different male voices singing. And this I thought was perfect for showing that, for hearing three different voices singing. And I loved it. 
yeah, it was really fun. Except I really want to know where they got those additional backup yeah. from. Yeah, that would be good. And I also love how, um, I don't know if you caught it, like the filming of it was very like, obviously it's mostly focusing on the three girls who were singing, on Brittany, Santana, and um, Mercedes. But like it would constantly cut to sugar dancing. Yeah. And then so much so that when it ended, and it kind of ended with like, you know, kind of a little tableau, the light was totally like hitting sugar in a way that's like, oh, one, two, three, four. Don't look at the other two. They're just, they're just dressing, but four. <laughs> Which I thought was very amusing. Yeah, it was weird. I was surprised that they, I mean, Christina Aguilera herself edit, edits the song when she sings it. Like a lot of the stuff that's edited out, Christina Aguilera edits out too. She doesn't actually sing the words. Um, but I was surprised they left it as like suggestive and dirty as it is. Yeah, especially when they couldn't say the word transsexual last season. Right, but they could yeah. go, that, but they could say that he makes their panties drop. Yeah. Yeah, but they couldn't or say seat wedding. Has, so has a real big, oh. Yeah, it's, you know, it it's, is it's it a double standard? I don't know. Yeah. Are we evolving as people? I don't know. But yeah. Um, and also felt, felt very, when I found out Adam Shankman directed it, it definitely felt like, oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. And we do have one more song. Yes. I, forgot, I almost forgot about it. Which is Take Care of Yourself by Teddy Thompson. Oh, so it's not called It's Time for Us to Part? It's not. Okay. I took a guess on the title. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like towards the end of the song's song, he starts saying, take care of yourself, take care of yourself. Oh, um, yeah, I Of course, so. this is another Rory song. I guess this is kind of Rory's audition for the uh, Glee Club. Yeah, I guess you'd say that. It was it was. Again, I, I mean, I've already said my issue with his singing is it, I, I'm, I'm very confused about his voice. <laughs> That's all it comes down to. Um, I thought it was very sweet. It, you know, mean ballads, we don't get along all the time. Yeah. Um, but I, one thing I did love is Kurt's reaction when he hit, when he went the falsetto right, because the high note. Kurt was like, no, that, like, that's my bread and you butter. I saw him bitch. like roll his eyes like, I'm yeah. going to lose class president. I lost Tony. Now I'm going to lose my girl parts. Yeah. Poor Kurt. Oh, Kurt. Oh, love you. Um, hold on one second. Oh, you're coming back. Okay. Thank you. I just wonder what my super has thought about the half of the conversation. <laughs> I have my headphones in, so he's not hearing Erica talk. For all he knows, he thinks I'm talking to myself. Yeah, I'm um, curious about that. He he also walked in on um when you know he's been in you know for a while cleaning and I had the TV on and I was watching um Manderley, which is a Lars von Trier film for a few years ago, thinking in my head like and it's you know it's a movie about racism about so he's hearing stuff coming out from there <laughs> and I'm also wondered I, I asked this on Facebook is it morally wrong to have somebody kind of witness a Lars von Trier film if they're not actually agreeing to? I don't know. It might um, be. It might actually be. I may have been, I may have broken some cinematic or moral or legal law by having Manderley on in the background while he fixes my shower. Um, and I can just imagine what he um, imagines it's, I'm doing right now. now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, 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 that girl in uh, apartment E, she's, She's not one. She's having a half a conversation with herself about half conversation. Um, She's talking about Glee, a musical television show. Yeah, 
Weird. If he can even tell that that's what I'm talking about. I don't yeah, know. I don't and of know. course, like Mookie's sitting on my lap the whole time. So it's I probably look even crazier. The crazy cat lady in apartment E. Crazy cat lady who talks to herself, but thinks somebody's listening and watches movies about racism. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, high notes and low notes. Yeah. This, wow. Why do we have like nothing to say about this episode? That's kind of. This is like the shortest was, episode we've ever done. We've. I only, know. It's only been thirty-one minutes. Like. <laughs> it's. I mean, it was a pretty breezy episode. I think it was. Um. All right. High notes. I. I mean, do you want me to just like talk about brushing Mookie today, which I did for a while? If we need to pad out the running time, I can. Um. No, that's okay. Well, I could talk. I about, watched a movie with Flava Flav the other day. I could talk about that if you want. Um. I could tell you about how I'm losing in fantasy football right now. Oh, it's a shame. I, um, fucking, he had, uh, Julio Jones. I don't know if any of our listeners watch football, but my matchup this week has Julio Jones, and the guy was projected at six points, and right now he has 26.4 points. Son of a bitch. Screwing the hell out of me right now. Um, I need DeMarco Murray to get a touchdown, and I need Michael Turner to get a touchdown, and then I'll sort of be in a much better place than I am right now. Um, so that padded us a little bit. Yeah, I, I need to call my health insurance company because I got a, um, a bill in the mail for um, my, my appointment where I pay a $50 copay, which wow. seems a little much, and I get a bill saying I owe $200. What? Exactly. I had, um, for our audience out there, this why. So I went to the girl doctor, <laughs> although my doctor is actually a man, but it was at the girl doctor, if you know what I mean, folks. The and lady doctor. It was just exactly what you always do when you go to the girl doctor. He sits you down, he does the thing, it's cold, it's unpleasant, it's over, and then I'm happy. And it should not be cost any money. It's just your basic checkup, essentially. And I get a bill saying the whole thing is 600 bucks, and I owe 200 from that. How is that possible? That's, yeah, no. I did not... Come on, I've not paid two hundred fifty dollars to have somebody look at my vagina. Thank you. <laughs> I could get that. For I could free get that for for, free. <laughs> for a much lower amount of money. Probably for a nickel. I work in Hunts Point. I'm sure I could get this at a better rate. You could. Um. Okay. Are we done padding I, the episode now? For now. For now. We'll see if we need any more. But we're on high notes. High notes. Um, I enjoyed the. I didn't read your high notes, so if I duplicate them, oh, okay. sorry. Um, Bitch. Sorry. I enjoyed the American. Well, a, a callbacks. I always enjoy callbacks. So the there. I have a couple of them. One okay. was. Um, there was a random line where Brittany said that she was asked to be in American Cheerleader magazine, and oh, then yeah. we have it hanging in her locker, and the headline is "Don't Stop Believing in Brittany." You're right. Which kind of makes no sense whatsoever, um, but it works perfectly for us as an audience. Yes. If you think about why um, a you know American Cheerleader magazine knows anything about Britney, it's it's not as sensical, but that's okay. Just don't think about that. Yeah. Um, and then, in terms and of, of callback, I like the when Santana says, "I don't know if this is one of yours," um, talking about like what solos she has, and she says, "I was also the lips in Rocky yes. Horror." Yep. Yeah, which of course didn't really happen again in the sense of like, well, no, nobody was actually the lips in Rocky Horror. That was introducing the show. That was the credits. But it, you know, again, was to the audience. Um, and it also answered the question because I know a lot of us weren't sure who sang them. Yes. And um, 
they they reached back to when Quinn and Puck took care of um, yep. Terry's uh, niece yeah, and nephew. Terry's, Terry's nephews. Yeah. yeah. The de- nephews, spawn. yeah. Um, <clears throat> what else? What do you have? Um, I like that Santana refers to Tina as Girl Chang. Yes, I love that. Yeah. And I, I would imagine she refers to Mike as Boy Chang. Boy Chang. It makes perfect sense. It does. Um, when I was when I was little, for some reason, I couldn't say Grandma and Grandpa. I could only say Grandma and Grandma. So I used to refer to them. Apparently, I've been told uh, as Grandma, the girl one, and the boy one. Oh, how yeah. nice of you. Yeah. Um, what else? I love that Rory referred to Finn as Finn Hudson the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did like that. It was very cute. Um, so another callback was, um, when Sue was saying to, I can't remember who she was actually saying this to, uh, the kids, uh, you know, essentially their trip to read to nationals being paid for and them to go there and yeah. write their set list the day before performing. Go Thank you, me. Sue. Fist bump. No set list. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, it was. Um, what else? I was very curious. This is more a stray observation than a high note, but it was kind of also a high note if you agree with me. I'm curious as if to the woman who was carrying the angry sign outside Figgins' office and she confronted was was Zizimo's mom. Zizimo? I thought the same thing. I I completely thought the same thing. I could only hope that's who that was. I do too. Because it makes perfect sense because they're both very shouty. Yes. It made me happy. Um, I loved, I know a lot of other people kind of pointed this out, but all the kind of side notes of Damien getting beaten up and the one where they were punching him and saying, say you two is overrated. Yep. <laughs> that was really cute. And he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. Um, I think that's all my high notes. Okay. I have one more, which is, um, I really want a spinoff about those three morticians. Yes, please. No. <laughs> we're cre- technically we're a crematorium, which means we also serve fresh baked pizza. <laughs> what? <laughs> And the um, the one guy I like I like the guy with the white hair because when uh, then he says I don't care I, when they're talking about West Side Story I just like the show because there's a lot of death, death. in it <laughs> and I just really want the three of them to have like a web series where it's just their adventures and you know yes and it was very old Glee to me it was very like quirky weird dark humor that shouldn't be appropriate but if you just give it a little bit then it's okay and I, I thought that was kind of great. Yeah, it was. It was rather fantastic. Yeah, I wonder which one of them was responsible for Sue for um, orchestrating Sue's sister's funeral. Think about it. Oh, I don't know. Well, technically, I mean, it had to be the last one who didn't really have a line, right? Because, well, I forget who was who. One was the pet pet mortuary. One was the crematorium, and the third one must have been the regular funeral home. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So it must have been him who arranged Sue's sister's. Okay, funeral. I see. I see. Gene, right? I can't remember. Yeah, okay, so that would be the creepy guy who just likes West Side Story because a lot of people died. Exactly. Um, Low notes? Um, My my one, really the only major one I have, as um, I've written down, I've been defending Rachel, I think. Uh, Like, I haven't agreed with her actions, but I understand as the character why she's doing them. But writers, come on, you have to give us some reason to like her for one smidgen because she had, what, two lines this episode and both yeah. of them made you want to punch her in the face. It sure. was um, the two things she said were uh, like, oh, I was hanging up posters. And you're like, oh, great. You're still doing this, huh? And the other thing was um, like my musical, my musical. And it's just come on, like you, you're you're there. I think they're really crossing the line and making her awful. Yeah, I could see that. 
Yeah, and it's a danger. I, I mean, I'm curious, maybe next week. Maybe next week we'll read Yeah, next her. week definitely looks like a very Rachel and Kurt-centric episode if they both, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know so, what that was. But... <laughs> <laughs> I say both, <laughs> Oh, you know what that is. I would hope you do, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, so, but, like, right now it's just hard to like her. It is. Um <laughs> this, is, this is, I have the pickiest low notes ever. I always do, though. They, they, Brittany did not have to wish for a box of marshmallow-only Lucky Charms because they made that. They marketed it. Did they not? They did. I don't, I don't, they're probably briefly before the, like, um, FDA was like, you can't actually do that. Yeah, they definitely did. They sold just a box of the marshmallows <laughs> as a breakfast cereal. They definitely did. And I was like, but, but. He doesn't have to sit there and pick them all out and hot glue gun the box back together because they made that. Um, and I was also a little worried about the ramifications of him making her Lord Tubbington poop wish come true. Because unless he keeps going in there and cleaning her litter box and replacing them, I have a feeling Brittany's going to be eating poop sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I mean, hey, there's some people out there that like that. But I, I don't need to see Brittany enacting the human centipede. I just don't No. Um, do you have any others? Uh, no, actually. I, I like this episode. I thought it was very, the thing I liked most about it was just consistency and character consistency and, mm. you know, kind of just, you know, suddenly Glee exists correctly in its own crazy universe. And I, I like that and I hope they keep it up. I just came off across a couple more things in my list. Um, okay. I, other things I liked, I like that Santana refers to him as the great kazoo kid. Um, Oh, and two things I didn't like. It was weird that Rory kept calling his mother mommy. Yeah. I didn't like that. It was just an odd touch. I didn't really understand it. Okay. Um, and Finn has the line. I mean, not Finn. Puck has the line. What really makes my nipple ring twinge is the cougar. <laughs> but he didn't have his nipple ring in. Oh, well, maybe he got infected. It happened a lot. Yeah, but it, then he shouldn't have said, talked about it. Because then I looked for it and it was not there. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, I have a few stray observations I had. Uh, well, okay, two. One being that Tina's style of clothing is very Brady Bunch, and I never realized that until today. Oh, it is. Yeah, she's got like the it's very... print with the big collar. Yeah, totally. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but it's just I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Hmm. Oh. Uh, and the other thing I thought was a, a really weird line for Galita Hat. Um, which was, well, first of all, I didn't mention it, but I am, obviously you can't have an episode about Leprechaun without a shout out to Leprechaun the movie. So thank you for doing that. Which was great. But the other thing Santana says after that is how one of the things in the movie Leprechaun starring Jen Aston taught her was that Leprechauns like fixing shoes because they're gay. Oh yeah, that was weird. It's a real, like, you kind of can't, like, unless she meant homosexual, which I really don't think she did. Um, cause I don't think, oh, hang hang on one second. It's all good. Coming back? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> my Superman is coming. Superman. <laughs> my Superman. Oh. My super is actually Superman. You have a Superman. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with the, like, it's, considering Glee has gotten into some trouble before with, like, you know, being PC or not being PC, considering it's a show that very much pushes the idea that the word retarded is not a, a word you can use for something being silly or stupid. Why would they have that line? Yeah, I don't know. 
Because it wasn't, weird. and it wasn't like a really funny line where like, you know, you could justify it by like, no, no, but it was really funny, so it's okay. Like it just, it wasn't that funny. I'm sure some people may have chuckled from it, but I don't think it was a particularly clever line. But it it was, it, I don't know, it really, like the first time I watched it, I kind of like stopped on the second time. I was like, wait, that really did just happen. And I was so shocked by that. Because it's an episode that's done a PSA about using the word gay and using the word retarded, and they just threw it in there in a joke. And I really couldn't believe that that, that got by. And I feel like it doesn't even, like, it would have been different if it played to her character. Like, maybe if it was Karofsky sure. who said it. Like, yeah, yeah. Or if Santana had said it in a way that was clearly Santana, like, covering something up. Or, you know, or so on. But it just, it felt like, you know, like, um a teenager using the word in a way you really don't want to hear teenagers using the word. And I really can't, and not being called on it. And I was just shocked, like really, really shocked that they did that. Yeah, that is weird. I didn't pick up on it while I was watching it, but now that you talk about it, definitely that's bizarre. Um, okay. Do you want to take, um, do you want to take a quick break or should we just power through and do, Um, I can power through. You can power through. Let's do it. Let's do feedback then. Got two bits of feedback. Um, I guess I will read first. Okay. I'm still losing at fantasy football, and by more now, I'm not happy. Um, okay, so this is from our friend, Toronto Scott. It is called Return to Glee, and he says, Ladies, it is me, the delinquent Toronto Scott. Truth be told, Kath and I bailed on last season sometime in mid-March. I think that we there was just there were just too many poorly executed after-school special shows, the drinking one, for example, as well as a general lack of what made the show interesting in the first place. In essence, we were warbled away. <gasps> I was worried about how he this would... He just made me gasp so hard that I coughed. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I was worried about how this would impact my relationship with GleeCast. We decided to view the to give the new season a chance. The premiere really underwhelmed me, and I think our TV swallowed the second episode. <laughs> the Asian Effie episode was a relative revelation. There was a lot of good stuff going on here, but the stuff with Mike Chang was tops. Parenting is tough, and we all make mistakes, but we all aspire to be like Mike's mom. Tears were shed in the Clickers household. For a fair and balanced view, let me state that the Brits' song was weak. And has me hoping that there actually is a hidden journey song out there. Uh, stay gold, ladies, Scott. Uh, Scott, you can find at the Married with Clickers podcast, which yes. I highly recommend. It's him and his wife talking about movies. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Even um, though we disagree about Britney's song. I mean, I liked it. I, I didn't overwhelm me, but I, I liked it well enough. Um, I, I'm fine with more journey. Bring on the journey. Yeah, everybody's fine with more journey. but yeah, I'm also fine with more warblers. So there. Oh, I have a spoiler for next episode. Oh my. Do I want to know it? Do I want to know it? I don't know if I want to know it. Eric, well, do I want to know it? Tell me if I want to know it. You can know it. Okay. Because <laughs> I, 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 I just decided I want to share. <clears throat> so <laughs> this is coming out like tomorrow, Monday. So if you haven't watched Tuesday's episode yet entitled First Time and you don't want anything ruined, then stop listening now. I'll give you Wait, do I want this room? I don't know if I want this room. It's not a big it's not as big as I'm making it sound, but I don't want people to get mad at me. Um so we'll give everybody ten, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. That was probably way too long. Two, one. Um in looking up the songs, I always look them up on Wikipedia and for some reason it always has um coming songs for like the next episodes. And the first one listed for um next episode is 
Uptown Girl by Billy Joel by the Dalton nice. Academy Wild blah, blah, by the Dalton <laughs> Academy <laughs> Warblers. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy by that. I got excited about it. That's highly exciting. So I know all the songs for like the next three episodes. <laughs> I will not look at that because I like being surprised. Oh, do you know the name of the episode after that? It's exciting. I do not. It's well for the first time is tomorrow's episode. And then the one after that is mash off, which means more mashups. And they mash-up. all look really awesome. I'm reading the names of them now. I'm really excited <laughs> for that episode. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's going to be so good. I'm really excited for that. It doesn't tell me who is singing them. Okay. But you know what songs. So that's good. Okay. Um, <gasps> They're all so good. <laughs> So if you want to know the songs that Erica is mooning oh, over right now, go to Wikipedia. My goodness. Oh, I want to spoil that for you so bad. I won't do it on air. There's okay. I don't know what to do it at all. I don't like being spoiled. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. Okay. All right. So now Wayne's feedback. Thank you, Scott. Yes. Uh, Wayne, um, his title of his uh, email is a hastily written and sloppily. Oh, God, I can't talk. Does that happen to you when you're sick? You realize like you're functioning at 90%. And that, like, words just don't come easy? Yeah. Okay, that must be all the time. All right. A hastily written and sloppy email about Glee's latest episode. Dear Smurfette and Smurfette's college roommate, Leslie. That made me laugh so hard when I read it. (laughs) I, like, because I get all the, I'm sure you do now, too. You can't make fun of me anymore and call me high tech. I get all the emails on my phone because I have the Gleecast email sent to my phone and like I was out with someone and I like saw that it popped up and like went to go get rid of the notification and just saw the first line and I was like ha ah. <laughs> and then I told whoever I was with and they were just like okay yeah it's one of those things that doesn't translate well to um people that aren't our internet friends yeah yeah okay during the month of November I'm doing the nano remo thing so I'm going to have to figure out a way to keep my favorite podcast shh don't tell other podcasts supplied with feedback when I'm supposed to be writing here's what I came up with I'll review the show as I watch it great idea right it's waterproof airtight it's oh crap the show started mm-hmm. like Wayne your dedication is astounding yes. okay <clears throat> first part all these are all bullet points Leprechaun! Puck and Quinn are scheming like Dick Dastardly and Muttley from a 1970s Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> like Sue's observation that West Side Story is a musical about a race war that glorifies gang violence. Like Figgins' quote, a rock and a differently and a different equally hard rock. Tom, Ber- Tom Bergeron equals the arts. Who is Tom Bergeron? Did you look it up? Um, I didn't. I know I the name. So I, it seemed like it was a joke that was clearly a joke, but I didn't get it. Tom Bergeron is an American TV personality and game show host, best known. Oh, he's the host of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I see. I see. I don't watch that show, but okay. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I was also the lips in Rocky Horror. Great Glee meta moment. I was thinking about changing my name to Maria. God, Finn is such a fucking tool. Awesome <laughs> leprechaun answer accent. Written by Ali Adler. What manner of sorcery is this? Adam Shankman directed. That was all caps. God, Finn is such a fucking tool. <laughs> Second part, like the baby's hat. <laughs> I like the baby's hat. More cartoonish scheming. I don't know how I feel about this. How does the show feel about this? Crematorium and brick oven pizza? Well, my Christmas shopping is done. <laughs> I'm a fan of the musical because it has so many deaths in it. I like that line too, Wayne. Sue's still calling Kurt porcelain. Awesome. Who Not only that, she's also calling Bert porcelain's dad. Porcelain's dad, which I love. Uh, Wayne asks, who took the leprechaun's phone? Was that... Kowaleski or whatever his name was. Uh, I rewound it and no, it was not. It's not him. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it did look dangerously like him because I have I was knitting the first time I watched it and Mike was like, Karofsky. And I was like, really? And we didn't rewind it. And then when I watched the second time, I was like, that wasn't him. I mean, I almost wonder if that was intentional, if it was one of those like, well, we don't need to call Max Adler in for this one scene, but let's have it like look where it almost could be Karofsky. So it's, it's like you, you might as well think it was. I don't know. I hope so. But I don't know. Mm. Uh, Wayne continues. Who took the leprechaun? Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, holy shit. He's singing Kermit the, uh, Kermit the Frog song. <laughs> I started wondering during that song whether Brit and Santana were still an item, and then my wish was granted. The next scene addressed that very issue, albeit awkwardly and inconclusively. So maybe the kid is a leprechaun after all. <laughs> Commercial break. How did that lady just pronounce Lancome? I've always heard it as Lancome, but she's saying Lancome. <laughs> it, is, it is Lancome. That's what I thought, too. I fast-forward through commercials. So Me, too. Uh, third part. Part. Puck shirtless. You're welcome, ladies and gay guys. Thank <laughs> uh, The magic's back. Blaine's hat on Blaine equals awesome. Blaine's hat on anyone else equals evil. <laughs> <clears throat> I would go with that. True story. The radio station to which my alarm clock radio was tuned played Friday last Friday night. Every morning at 5 a.m. for a week solid. I will never forgive that song, but Blaine sells it. I have no idea what Santana is saying to the Leprechaun, but I'm enthralled nevertheless. Also, you can learn things from the movie Leprechaun. Hooray! <laughs> you can learn a lot from Leprechaun. Uh, have, or you can learn even more from Leprechaun 3 when he's in Vegas, but that's my own favorite. Halftime report. So far, the show is going pretty well. It's plotty, even though that's not a word. It feels like it's meant to advance ongoing storylines rather than be an entity unto itself, which we both obviously agree with. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Fourth part. Are we supposed to be rooting for this Leprechaun kid? Or over Santana? Not fucking hardly. Will's being earnest and preachy. Surprise! Where's Emma? I want my... I want my game of maze. That was supposed to be sung to I want my, I want my MTV. Oh, I should have read that line first. Um, from Money for Nothing. Oh, they should have done that song for this episode because there was that part about money. And back to Evil Quinn versus supposedly sympathetic Shelby. Okay, so Puck is undoing all Quinn's scheming. God damn, I know it's unfair, but my hatred of Shelby runs deep. I want bad things to happen to her, even if the show doesn't. <laughs> Puck's been promoted from pool boy to pool boy. What? Well, uh, to year-round pool year round boy. To indoor pool boy. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Shelby's going to be all vulnerable and, oh, God, I can't stand this. You suck, Shelby, even if you're the best mom ever. Please, please get the herpes, like, immediately. Fifth part. God, Finn is such a fucking tool. Part one zillion plus infinity. Maybe he can get the herpes from Shelby. Great reaction shot from Jane Lynch. And Glee finally acknowledges that there are laws related to political campaigns. <laughs> Sugar is back. Sugar is back. I love her more each episode. But she gets served immediately by Santana. I thought she was made of stronger stuff. The Trouble Tones. We're going with that. Uh, I've always hated this Xtina song, and I don't quite know why. Here, it seems like a nice, a uh, lot of fun. Nice job, Trouble Tones. Oh, God, I hate that name. That name is really bad. It's called Free Beer. That's what we're doing. Sixth part. Even when Finn isn't being a tool, he's somehow a tool. Is he nine feet tall? We're <laughs> all the Trouble Tones really short. I know Heather Morris isn't short. It's true. Heather Morris has got to be like 5'9", at least. Yeah. And yet he's still like nine feet taller than her. I don't know how that makes sense. What is, what is that sound? What's going on? Uh, that apartment? would be my neighbors playing music. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? There are crazy things happening in the block today. There really are. Yeah. Yeah, there are. I can't believe I like I mean I've been in your apartment I've heard it before but I can't believe I could hear it over the recording. You have to realize the microphone is aimed at me. It's not aimed at that wall where the music <laughs> comes from. It is aimed at me. Um, yeah, so folks, this is what I talk about when I talk about how my neighbors play loud music. 
Um, you can cut, I don't know what, what, what it is. Cause I have my earphones in, but, um, yeah, that's that. Okay. Okay. Sixth part. Even when, fa- oh no, wait. Yes. Um, okay. Second scene of breadsticks. Yes. There was a lot of breadsticks this episode. Don't worry about Bert, Kurt. He can take whatever Sue can dish out. Say you two is overrated. Never. Funny little moment. What happens when the Pope dies? Heaven, you'd think. Oh, Kurt, you're priceless. Aw, isn't that cute? Kurt is jealous of the leprechaun's falsetto. <laughs> Shelby and Pup kiss. Suddenly the story end gets inter- interesting. I take back all the mean stuff I said about Shelby. Well, no, not all of it, but this helps. And this episode is all about do. Oh, and the next episode is all about doing it. Hooray! Wayne's final thoughts. I'm going to stick with what I said earlier about how this episode feels more like a link in the plot chain than a self-contained story. That's good. Keep the plot engine purring like a kitten, Glee. That was a fun one, give or take Finn. God, I hate Finn. Sorry, Cory Monty. Nothing personal. What next? With next week's episode, I may be back to my regular email format. This was the first day of Nano, and it didn't go well at all. I may have had to may have to abandon the novel this month and start planning for 2012. Either way, keep on keeping on. Wait, Kaki, who you can still find at d2writes.blogspot.com. Good luck with writing, Wayne. I hope Good it's going better. Yeah, no, I, I give a lot of uh, props out to people who do that for November. Um, I think it's a great exercise and a great way to kind of force yourself to write, and I appreciate the discipline of people who do it. Um, I'm lazy, and it's easier for me to watch a, a horror movie starring Flava Flav and, and write something about that than it is to write a novel, so that's what I do. Man, I'm so depressed about my fantasy football team right now. You've oh. got to be kidding me. <clears throat> Boy. Wait, <clears throat> oi, oi. He has two different players that have quadrupled their projected scores. I'm getting demolished. Does he have inside knowledge? Huh? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Erica. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't like this person. He's going to knock me out of second place because he's in third place. Anyway, um, also, on, I wanted to bring up on the... Everybody should be using the forums, but on the of forums, um, Helene pointed us towards... Um, I forget his name right now, but they're on MTV.com. If you go to the forums, you can find them. And there's this guy who does musical Glee recaps, and they're actually really great and completely, oh, yeah. completely in tune with all of our like opinions so like he brought up um the whole blaine being a a junior all of a sudden thing and ryan murphy saying in the media (laughs) blah blah blah. right um yeah they i watched all four of them and they were all kind of great so everybody should go to the forums and get that link and go watch them yeah i actually haven't watched them yet but thank you for reminding me yeah they're really good they were a lot of fun i watched them all in a row because they were that good nice and um that's it yeah um of course, you can always send your feedback to us at GleeCast with a K at gmail.com. Yep. You can find uh, us on the forums over at Palaver, P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Indeed. Um, we will be at Horrorhound this weekend. So if you are at Horrorhound, please. Come find us. You can hear us. Like, I'm pretty loud. Yeah. You can definitely uh, hear Emily from really far away. Yeah. No, I like, I don't, I, I won't, I mean, if you, if you hear something, you're like, could that be her? And you look and there's like a short person. It's, it's me. Um, so yeah, uh, come say hi, if so, because that would be awesome. Woohoo. <clears throat> um, obviously, go to Palaver and check out our other um, podcasting buddies. Check out Married with Clickers. Yes. God's podcast, because it's wonderful. Um, I was on an episode of Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema last week, week before. I don't know what, what year it is or what <laughs> name is, so I can't really tell you. I think it was episode 155, talked about Near Dark, so you can hear me there. Um, find us at Twitter. I am at Erica's Knits, Erica with an S and Knits with a K. 
I'm at Deadly Dolls with D. We have our sites. Yes, knitsasmallworld.com. And deadlydollshouse.com. Woohoo! What, what? And um, please send your feedback to us because we like it. Yeah, and it I feel it. like this episode is going to be like a big feedback episode because it's, I hope so. it's about the sex. But now we may be recording pretty early this week, right? We're probably recording Oh, yeah. Today, we might re- probably re-record. Yeah, probably Thursday. But we'll we'll post on Twitter and stuff about right, right, right. But if you have feedback, in. try to send it to us by Thursday night. would be good. Yes. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Indeed. Bye. Hopefully by then my shower won't be leaking. Oh, hopefully, yes. Okay. Good night. (laughs) Bye.